0: Highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House of Team Reba. This is Reba Haas of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
2: And this is Eric Austin from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.
1: Yes, welcome once again to our usual Tuesday afternoon from 3 to 4 p.m. where we talk about all things real estate mortgage related.
2: That's right, and this is a live call-in show. If you have questions for us or our guests, give us a holler. You can reach us toll-free at 866 712 1300.
1: Yes, fantastic. And of course we'll also be on our social media as usual. I have my laptop open and alive waiting for any tweets that might come in, Facebook messages and or questions. So feel free if you're too shy to get on the air but you have a question, feel free to find another way to reach out. We're always here for you.
2: Which is you can tweet at Team, Team REBA, R E B A, or you can tweet at Eric is my banker. So that's E R I C, Eric, uh, Eric right. with a C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got lots of stuff going on today, and we do. Uh, we, and we got we've a couple
1: got, of guests, so we got a lot happening. We absolutely. got a lot to cover in a short period of time. I now feel like John Oliver on his weekly Sunday show on HBO, whatever the heck that is. Got a lot We're, to cover in a short period we of got time. a lot,
2: lot to cover. A lot of a lot of road to travel here.
1: So. It was do you want to jump into uh, mortgage rates yeah, why right not? away, why and not? so we can just begin discussion? Let's just throw on some good news the out there. We have? Absolutely. Oh, you have good news. Yeah, the good news I is good news. when
2: the stock market tanks, mm-hmm. bonds uh, benefit from that, and mortgage rates. You know, are I was just bonds. looking
1: at my retirement account earlier today. Yeah,
2: it's not really a tanking <laughs> but but the Dow's the I'm Dow's off a couple more than a couple hundred points at this moment. Yeah. And uh and so uh bonds, especially Fannie Mae securities which drive mortgage rates are are up, putting downward pressure on in interest rates. As a matter of fact, today so far, thirty seven banks have lowered their mortgage rates today. Ooh, just does a that include bit. your bank? Why, yes it does. Oh. We actually started out most banks don't change their rates during the day. We start out kind of keep the same rate throughout the mm-hmm. day. We actually dropped our rate, you know, a couple hours into the into the day this morning. Ooh. Which is a good thing. Usually when well, we make how a handy midday is change, that? we it have a goes couple of closings
1: coming up in the next week or so do they get a right any float down options well you know that is something
2: to um, that's always something to ask and and check with your lender because some lenders do and some lenders don't Mm -hmm. have a float down option if you have a loan in process you're already locked in and rates drop Uh, if your lender offers a float down you may be able to take advantage of the lower rates excellent so yeah we actually we do here at uh, at home street we have a float down option and uh, it's not something automatic. So it's just, you know, we got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. And it's not a float down just
1: because we've had so much rain. Right. Yeah, not that would be a float down away, the river. Not a float down.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not yeah. going
1: to be taking a trip down the Cedar oh, River. <laughs> yeah, my
2: office, I, I kind of look out at the Green River. And uh, man, that thing has been so high. And it started to drop oh, down yeah. a little bit over the weekend. Now it's right back up. Yeah. Getting right back it's up there. So soggy. The it's, park
1: right by my house. I've did I, I've lived here since 1989. I've never bought those cute little rubber boots everybody wears around here. And uh <laughs> They're called wellies. Yeah, I yeah, in fact our guest is wearing some of these adorable nice. little boots. And I'm like, I need some of those because I've been slocking around in so much mud and wetness for the last several weeks with the dog. It's just like I got, I, I got to make a move. I can't, it's incredible. I can't do it. Can't do it anymore.
2: Well, good, good for our, good for our area, and good for the, good for the mountains. Still got massive oh, yeah. snowpack up there, and love, gotta love that.
1: Yeah, but so, um, so anyway, we were talking about the rates. Yeah, I got distracted about yeah. the floating.
2: We've had actually uh, since. Um, uh, since last Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, the Fed did increase rates as expected. Yeah, and they also did announce that they were planning on two additional rate hikes this year and possibly three more next year. and And that was exactly what the markets were expecting. And we got what was called a what we would call, I'd call a relief rally in the bond market. So it actually it's it doesn't make sense. It's sometimes counterintuitive. The Fed raises rates. And mortgage rates dropped. That's exactly what happened because the Fed is raising a short-term rate. Mortgages are long-term. And by increasing the short-term rate, it's the equivalent of tapping the brakes, oh, slows yeah. the economy down a little bit. Yeah. That lowers the risk of future inflation. Mm-hmm. And that, in turn, is, is good or healthier for, for long-term interest rates. Oh, yeah. So as consequence, we've had um, multiple days now of, of rates kind of staying steady and actually dropping just a little bit. So uh, we're kind of very, very happy about that. Right now, national average uh, for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages, conventional loans, 4.21%. Okay. Uh, we're down down about an eighth of a percent from a from week ago. Week. Yeah. 15-year fixed rates are averaging 3.42%, also oh, down about an eighth. Yeah. FHA, under 4%. We've been over 4% for weeks. Ah, now we're, we're hovering around yes. 3.875 okay. on FHA, if you're a first-time buyer out there especially. Uh, same thing for VA, about 3.8% and uh got love the VA um you know those are just the the best loan program out there if you're a veteran or a spouse or mm-hmm. the surviving spouse of a veteran yep. uh, boy it's 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 a just the best program out you there you know
1: so i want to say one of the reasons we just added another class recently mm-hmm. was because there's someone who i'm hoping they are a veteran and they're a family member of one of my long, long-time customers. And, and it's not even just like one customer. It's a whole family. I've done like 15 transactions with this family over the last 14 years. And um, so we just, as you know, we just added a class Yes. on April 8th, isn't
2: it? I'm pulling, it's a up, Saturday. I'm pulling up my the, calendar the here. fourth is like the Is it the 8th? It's the 8th. I'm yeah. sorry. April 8th. <laughs> Saturday, April 8th. I had to double check. It's all a blur. Did. Yeah.
1: That's why you write people's names phonetically, too.
2: Well, why are you, why are you asking me for the date?
1: <laughs> I'm just looking to see that if you happen to remember because we just booked it. <laughs> well, so our guests, or not our guests, our listeners will know that, you know, the last few weeks we've been talking about the fact on April 29th, we're going to be doing an investment class. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, we hadn't had this one done, but um, this longtime client of mine, contacted me and said you know gosh we really had wished that we'd gotten this couple into your last class because the day he first tried to call me was when we were doing our last washington state housing finance commission class but here's the thing you and i do the volunteer program for the state Mm -hmm. all the time right this is not that class, folks. This is a different one. We used to back in the day do what was called the no fluff savvy homebuyer class. And so instead of the five hour course where Eric and I volunteer for Washington State Housing Finance Commission, this is a class that we're um, we try and cram a whole lot of information into two hours. So it's gonna right. be from ten to noon. And it's gonna be at our Remax Metro office on two three one two East Lake Avenue East. Mm-hmm. And this one really focuses on credit and budgeting and the finance side of things, and right. we we highlight the stuff around the whole real estate transaction, but it's really focused deeply into the numbers.
2: We want to give the tools to yeah, I can do this. Yes, yeah, this, exactly. this tells me what I need to do, where I'm going to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, match up that that payment to that house
1: exactly. Well, and the reason that we're also Putting this class back onto the roster is because the Washington State Housing Finance Commission class, most of the programs that are involved in that, the income cap is typically around ninety seven thousand a year. Correct. And there's a whole lot of people in the Seattle area who are buying homes for the first time that for a household income are above that. Mm-hmm. So if they come to the five hour class, they hear about all these programs and actually Two and a half hours, at least, if not three hours, of that program is just you talking about financing. Mm-hmm, right. So, you know, like I, I, I'm squeezing the real estate part in there sometimes, and so this class allows us to talk about the programs that are the kind of the traditional stuff that's out there, mm-hmm. and how to best get yourself prepared. To be in the place to qualify for those, right, right. right. Yeah, if you're in the, and, and it doesn't matter whether or not you qualify for the Washington State Housing Commission programs, because even if you go to this class and you learn a lot, then if you do end up qualifying for one of those, we just send you to one of those classes. Well, we're not going to talk education. about it. Of yeah, course. We're yeah. going to mention them, but we're not diving deep on it. Absolutely. You know, but and that's the whole thing is like VA doesn't fit necessarily in those. That's a that's a mm-hmm. national program.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so folks, if you're interested in that, you can get a hold of us at info at TeamReba.com. And we'll get you on the list. We've already got that couple has agreed to come to this. So, thankfully, we picked a date that they were around. I was a little nervous because their kids are going to be on spring break. But, uh, you know, if you got the time and... Got the gumption? There you go. We'd love to see you. And
2: and this truly is uh no fluff. This that oh, class yeah. is packed to the gills mm-hmm. with information.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So we have fun with that too. And yes. we're gonna we're gonna feed as our guests? as much fun as you can have with credit. We'll probably feed our guests while well, there'll be light like refreshments.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's from ten to noon, so you know most yeah. people have had breakfast by then, and we'll be done by the time lunchtime hits. But we'll have some light snacks.
2: Maybe I'll pick something up from eighty-five degrees centigrade, my new favorite bakery down in okay. South Center.
1: I'll let you do that.
2: Unbelievable! I'll that bring place. water bottles. Okay, that's my <laughs> new favorite that? place. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of fresh water. Some of the uh, things we'll be talking about today are how fresh is the water in your house. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, before we get to all of that, though, just real quickly, because we've got... Did we get through all your rates? Yeah. Did we're we did you do jumbo?
2: I didn't do jumbo, but but um, but jumbo is actually the same thing. It's We're hovering just just right around 4.125% for 30-year okay. fixed rate That's jumbo. Still down. Yeah, they're really good. They're really yeah. good right now. So okay. this is sort of our low-water point, over, well, this year so mm-hmm. far so okay uh, you know, we're happy about that okay so hopefully right. things don't, won't get mucked up here over the you know watch the fed every time it goes down they make a speech and push them back up so we'll, we'll keep our keep our fingers crossed
1: yeah you know i was actually going to have this uh article i've been reading the puget sound business journal a lot again mm-hmm. recently i took a break from a really long time because i just have so much coming in my inbox all mm-hmm. the time it's so much to read constantly to stay on top of things but um Maybe we'll bring Randy Banneker back on again. Do you remember when yeah. he came on? I was going to bring up this article about the U District because in, um, let's see, from the March 10th Puget Sound Business Journal, there's a, a article about what's going on with the U District. So if there were people who weren't familiar with that, they can go back to that uh, particular uh, article, and it's called The U District Rises Up, and it talks about the uh, capacity change of housing and jobs. And if they get the up zone that they're looking for in that or in that area, they're gonna have a projected job level uh of an additional seventeen thousand eight hundred jobs.
2: Over what period of time?
1: Uh up until twenty thirty five. Between now and twenty thirty five wow. it would bring that many more jobs. Wow. So Wow. It's always tough. We know there's people who, because uh, when we had Randy on the show, he said that he was being booed <laughs> at, the, at the local you know, uh, discussion they were having with Seattle City Council and whatnot. But, you know, it's jobs that keep this housing market we've got so hot and fresh. So that's right. Kind of tough to say no to jobs.
2: It's going to continue growing, too. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about water. And uh-huh. the environment. And dirt alerts. And dirt. <laughs> and all that good stuff. Stay tuned. More the Open stuff. House at Team Reba.
0: If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank.
1: And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba.
2: And we're here with some guests today. And every week we bring yes. you information on real estate and finance. Mm-hmm. But we always try and bring in interesting guests along.
1: Yes. And, and frequently we try and make sure that they're all about some kind of combination within our worlds, right? Because some of our guests, we bring in a lot of nonprofits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't necessarily interact. In our direct worlds, but uh, the folks that we have in here today, they do. Yeah. You now, if people hear their title, they may not think so. But uh, I, I'm personally the reason that they're here was because transactions that my team was having in the last six months or so were kind of being impacted by issues around environmental topics. Right, And so that's one of the reasons why we ended up having the folks from Department of Energy and from PLIA, because we were talking about oil tanks. But then as you and I had that show about the oil tanks, we had a caller. Right. We had a caller who wanted to know about the smelter from Tacoma that was known for the plume. And so we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But then the other thing that's been um, coming up quite a bit are things about – well, actually, how we got involved in trying to contact the public health department – was because we also had a client who sold a house that had had a former meth lab in it. And so we started these conversations with this department and found out all these other people that they have doing all this other good work. And we're like, well, we should have them on
2: because mm-hmm.
1: I didn't always even know that people were doing some of this no, work. No, that's
2: right. It's really so, good to know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm super curious too about some of the topics here. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to welcome. So we have Denise Sharifi and, uh, and, and Will Perry. And uh, so welcome you guys.
3: Glad to Glad be here. Thanks to be for, here. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yes.
2: Well, so give us a, a quick introduction. So kind of which departments you're with and, and, mm-hmm. and what you do. Let's
3: start with Denise. Yeah. Okay. Ladies first. Hi. Uh, so good to be here. My name is Denise Tarifi, and I work for the Environmental Health Division of Public Health, Seattle, King County. And I work specifically on a project called King County Dirt Alert, kind of formerly known as Tacoma Smelter Plume. So uh, that this project has been going on for many years. But uh, I recently came on about three years ago and then if we go out to seattle king county talking about tacoma smelter plume people say well that doesn't concern me so we change our ta- topic to king county dirt alert because the plume is in part of south king county it's and a big plume yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. the plume covers about a thousand square miles of over three counties so mm-hmm.
2: yeah. wow wow and will tell us about about your job and what you do
4: well i'm also in the environmental health division of public health and um I, my title is health investigator, and I really do get to investigate things. I investigate children that have been exposed to lead. So when children are mm-hmm. tested and that test shows they have lead in their blood, then I'm notified of that. And I, um, many times it's just a matter of education, mm-hmm. uh, talking to parents on the phone or sending them a letter and some colorful government brochures. That's often all it takes. Um, mm-hmm. In the worst cases or in cases where we just can't figure it out, I get to go out to people's homes. Uh, I interview them, go out mm-hmm. to people's homes and do environmental testing. I have this thing that looks okay. like a giant hair dryer but costs as much as a nice car and it detects lead. And I can okay. uh, get samples of dust and all, and, okay. and we're often able to figure
1: out where that kid is getting the lead from. Getting exposure from. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get back to you on your stuff, Will, because what I want to make sure we get to first, because it was a caller, someone mm-hmm. listening to our show, who brought up the whole Tacoma plume, the plume. thing. And um, honestly, like when I first got in the industry of real estate, I. I didn't know, I mean, I knew about the smelters and I had seen all kinds of commercial, you know, businesses that were down along in the Tacoma waterfront and, you know, things like that because my early career, I sold parts to companies that were similar to these, you know, to aluminum smelters Mm -hmm. and to pulp mills and what have you. So I knew they were there, but I wasn't really thinking about the long-term effects of their businesses. Mm -hmm. So now here I am in real estate and... I know I've had conversations with some folks about, say, uh, Vashon Island, you know, because I know there's some farms on Vashon Island, and I always get a little nervous because I'm like, isn't there some toxic dirt over there? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Or anytime someone wants to buy down and say, like, Georgetown, because that was one of the other things I saw in the Puget Sound Business Journal was there's this uh, advertisement or something like that that is King County talking about, you know, Places for sale and information that you would need to have if you're buying in the South Park and Georgetown areas mm-hmm. for the environmental issues around that. I'm going to find it while we're here on the, the, on the River air today. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, there's some, all these things.
3: There's some clean, the air quality there, too. So yes. Mm-hmm. Because sure. they're so close to the airport. Plant, too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're basically, you know, a triangle of all of that
1: yeah. coming yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, okay. but
2: So, Denise, let's give give our, our listeners a bit of background about yeah. the plume.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, because the smelter is no longer there.
3: The smelter mm-hmm. is no longer there. So the smelter was operated by the company Asarco. Mm-hmm. And for almost 100 years, they're operating in the tip of a northern, uh, northern Tacoma in Ruston. Ruston. Mm-hmm. So they're a smelting ore for copper. So when they're doing that... Um, the the you know a uh, process the, the the smoke that came out of the smokestack were a lot of pollution which was primarily arsenic lead and other different uh, minerals. Sure. But what happened was over almost eighty to hundred years and they built this six hundred almost six hundred foot smokestack thinking they'll disperse the the pollution the smoke so that it's not falling down on the people who right, are right right there. So in that process they dispersed all that pollution over. 80-plus years, all over 1,000 square miles of King County, Thurston, and, and, and Tacoma, Pierce Counties. Got it. Yeah, so with lead and arsenic, uh, these minerals, once they fall on the ground, they don't wash away or they bl- or blow away. It wasn't like, oh, 20 years from now, we won't have any more because, you know, the wind would have blown it. So these minerals are kind of, once it gets on, lands on the soil, it sticks to the ground. So you can't get rid of it until you... You know, uh, get rid of it, or you kind of mix it with with more s- cleaner soil. So, sure, yeah. sure. So level of contamination. So it never breaks varied. down. It doesn't. Yeah, it never breaks down. Okay. And le- and how and um, so what we're doing right now, funded by Department, Washington State Department of Ecology, is that we're just looking to um, inf- uh, inform the community. Mm-hmm. To continue to we've been doing that for many years. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Let people know what they can do. And Not everybody have very high levels. Only when you're like in the very straight shot of that pollution, and the, where the wind blew mm-hmm. mostly around fat, lower Fashon, Maury Islands, and right around that northern tips of Tacoma, right around okay. that that area, when they have a when you see Eric, high, when you see higher levels.
1: Right. So, Eric had happened to mention when we did the last show where this came up that like your bank actually has a copy of like a map. Of some sort is that correct?
2: Right. Yeah, I've 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 seen it before, and we've had some actually property appraisers. Oh, oh perfect. And Denise yeah, has Denise has one, thank one thank you right so much. there. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> um, we, Look
1: we, how resourceful we, she yeah, is. Every now and then, we'll have a
2: a, a um, property appraiser bring it up, especially if we're working on a transaction. As you mm-hmm. say, like maybe the southern tip of Ashon mm-hmm. Island or Maury Island is where I see it most. Dash Point. I mean, there's some spots that are kind of within yeah. almost yeah. eyesight of right. the old right. uh, a smelter that um, you know that that had you know heavier fallout. Um, as a lender, we don't typically make a make that a loan condition because it's just that would require extensive testing and everything. Um, however, um, you know it, it is something that can come up, and homeowners do inquire about it when they're looking at buying homes in in those areas. So. Now this, I mean, the smelter was there, as you said, Denise, or a hundred years. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, buildup that could occur over time. Right, right below the. Um the, uh, the, old, the old plant in Ruston, mm. you know, that's all been, I believe it was a Superfund site, yeah.
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and it's, it's all been heavily redeveloped. A lot of the old soil was excavated away. Fresh soil was put down. There's some beautiful homes, yeah. you know, that have gone in there. Mm-hmm. And, and so that area, I imagine, is, is pretty good. Um, so what is a what does a homeowner need to do if mm-hmm. if they're concerned about this? If they have small children, they're out playing in the yep. dirt. I they don't want know. To start a garden. Yeah, I, I might
1: start have even. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, so uh, many people are exactly. doing home gardens nowadays. Yes, yes. I mean, that's, that's a big right. deal.
3: So one thing they can do is if you live in the Plume area, which is uh, ranging from probably south of Burien towards mm-hmm. all the way to Tacoma, and we mm-hmm. work in King County, so fed, sure. to Federal Way on my kind of territory, and then also Tacoma pierce county health department they take care of that area yeah and we are offering free soil testing um, with the sarco smelter funds so oh, good okay um, okay but as like long I said, as you have funds. as long as we have the funds until it right. runs out so um and then most of the funds is used for cleanup when you have okay. very high level the priority mm-hmm. is where children hangs out parks schools playgrounds right. child care and then if you have super high levels, they will do the cleanup for you, take up the, the dirt. Now with that said, mm-hmm. you know what I found in uh, doing testing the last few years, quite a few years, we're finding the higher levels really are concentrated in a southern fashion in Mori Islands. so mm-hmm. but no one like, since since, the, since the, the, the minerals stick on the ground on your soil, you really don't know till you test but in general we're not really finding super high levels maybe Mm -hmm. some parts of a little higher than normal state uh levels but we just recommend people to do some actions that you do anyways and another reason to do more of is to take off shoes at the door it's important not to track dirt into right the house Mm -hmm. i mean what i'm telling you also bodes well to for Respiratory care because all the stuff I'm telling you is people dragging in dust and dirt. Right. Mm-hmm. So once you get exposed to you're breathing it as a gardener, as little kids mm-hmm. just taking off shoes at the door, so you're mm-hmm. not tracking in dirt. And if you're gardening. Um, uh, put so uh, raise uh, garden uh, raise your produce and raised beds, and you're bringing new soil, and you're mixing in the the old soil. Or even and, just piling it
1: right on top. Yeah, or
3: piling it right on top. Put a put, put yeah. tarp over it. Because that's what I would yeah. be doing. Right, right, yeah. right. So that's good. So don't grow into the soil that you have, even though it could be clean. You don't know. But if you don't right. know, just sure. just not stiff say. So right. and wash off your fruits and vegetables. Again, you're not. You really kind of. If you do have. You know, soil contamination can come from all different things too. So, mm-hmm. but if you wash off your vegetables very well, that will also help you. So this yeah. is
2: just pretty much everything that my mom always yeah. made me do anyway.
3: Right. That's what I tell people. I don't okay, want to tell good. people to yeah. Yeah, there's is- another reason to do more of that. Be more diligent about. There is a reason. Yeah. There is some yeah. some yeah, yeah, you know yeah.
2: logic behind it. Well, all the all shoes
3: of off thing is actually
1: yeah. just really something that's become yeah. more sure. commonplace Absolutely. in the last yeah. couple of decades. Right. Really,
3: I, I do want to raise one point: the most vulnerable. Population are children, so yes. that's yes. why we want them to mm-hmm. wash off very well after they play outside in the dirt in the sure. garden, and okay. then before they eat and after. Get them into the, that habit because yeah, because the yeah. dirt it's are sticking on their nails, and they'll be eating by accident. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so you're breathing and you're eating it by accident. That's how it get, enters your body. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay, got it.
2: Well, got that it.
1: makes sense too, because as we get into the discussions with Will about even some of the lead, I know that um, I've, I've had Section Eight tenants before and making sure you don't have lead chip right. you know, from paint around for just those same reasons that's yes. right okay
2: and is there lead in your house let's find out when we come back more open house of team reba call us if you got questions 866-712-1300 Steve.
0: got a question call it in 866-712-1300 Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome okay. back
2: to Open House. Oh, hey,
0: I usually get the third
1: segment, mister. All right, go What's ahead. What's your deal? After you. What's your deal? Jumping all in there. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side.
2: And this is Eric Osnos from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.
1: A.K.A. Mr. Pushy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Just teasing,
2: just teasing. So excited to let people know they can call us if they have questions. Yes. 866-712-1300. Yes.
1: I'm posting some stuff on social media right now. For anyone who's listening, uh, the map that was just mentioned about the smelter and the plume, uh, I've got that out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter already. And we'll have it reposted with this show on Friday when we do the repost of it. And And I'm about to post some other uh, website information that Denise was just giving us during
2: the break perfect good 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 yes because uh, this is really good informi- information to denise sharifi with king county and and just so our listeners don't uh, run out and grab some sort of a hazmat umbrella or anything the plume's yeah. no longer pluming yeah. you know that the the uh, sarco um smelter is that, right that stack was taken down you know <laughs> what 15 years pluming? ago ten years ago oh, seems like
3: yeah close to probably maybe 15 12, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah so it's been down for a while you know but but you know as you said that um, you know arsenic lead that sort of a thing doesn't really leave the soil so once it's there it's pretty much there unless we can kind of dilute it you know dilute it down so and uh, so we also have a, a guest William Perry and uh, you are not the same William Perry that played football for the uh, for the Bears, right? No, no resemblance, just the names.
1: So. Well, you know, I got a little bit excited about seeing his name on our list too because way back in the day, my favorite boss I ever had before I became self-employed was named Will Perry. Oh, and I was like, I wonder if he went to work for the county. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, so many I was going to be real are, curious. Yeah,
1: there's, there's quite
2: a number of Will Perrys around.
1: So. Yeah, well, there might be. At least I have a nice natural affinity to you just, mm-hmm. just by that fact. <laughs> so. But what's
2: really unusual, though, Will, is that here now you are a, a health inspector, yeah? Yeah, a health investigator. health so. investigator. Okay, so that's yeah, different, different from like Larry the Cable Guy because yes. you look sort of like him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: A difference between because you know when we were in uh, the last segment and Will was starting to introduce himself, you did mention you do a little bit. Uh, is, the investigation does require inspection yeah. of sorts.
4: Sure, it does. Ready? Right. I'm, okay. At the at the most extreme cases or cases we can't figure out, then I'm going to go to where the family lives because mm-hmm. mostly that that kid's going to be getting that exposure in their home. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so, it would be great if. There was just, uh, you know, one or two th- places that kids mm-hmm. got lead, but right, there are, right. are quite a number of places.
2: That right. How, how does this become identified? Yeah, so, that was my question. Because lead, I mean, lead poisoning is serious stuff, and it can mm-hmm. cause all mm-hmm. kinds of, um, uh, you know, uh, emotional issues and, and cognitive issues. Yeah, it affects, issues. The, brain. It affects right. the brain. So yeah. uh, how how does that come up typically? When How do you get involved?
4: Oh, okay. So the only way to know for sure is to it's basically a blood test so most mm-hmm. of the kids that are exposed to lead there's not going to be any kind of symptom that parents are going to notice you know including things like pretty significant um uh issues with their nervous system development mm-hmm. and sure um, say your kid comes home from school and they made a C on a test. You're not going to say, oh, I think my kid got some lead exposure. Or your teacher says, hey, your kid's acting up in class it might a be lot. be lead, yeah. It could be lead, but you're not going to get a symptom from that. But there are a number of reasons why kids get tested for lead. Uh, a lot of doctors and clinics test um, at one-year and two-year well-child visits. Okay. And uh, also Cause when it's it, key to catch you know, it as early
1: as possible, it is
4: exactly the highest levels are in kids um, two to three years old and they're the most vulnerable uh, for a few reasons. One is they're crawling around in the dirt. On right. The they're closest
2: to the ground. Uh, everything, goes <laughs> sure, everything goes
4: in their mouth. Yeah. Yep, um, and then they're just they're just kind of a smaller uh, container that this um, right. this contamination's going sure. into. The other big thing is their nervous system is still developing. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the lead interferes with that, uh, unfortunately, that um, that impairment can be lifelong.
2: Right. So this mm-hmm. isn't something um, that, serious that you stuff. can take
4: some medicine. You know, in right. fact, there's 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 not any there's really not any medicine. The main way we deal with it is figure out how they're. Getting their lead, and we're detecting it in their blood over time. uh, When the exposure stops, then their um, the levels in their blood is going to go down. So So the body
1: naturally gets it out on its own somehow. Because and I'm going to say this from the standpoint of I had a client of mine who adopted a child from China. Mm -hmm. They had uh, two or three kids of their own, and then they adopted a child. And she came from an orphanage and had. Extreme lead poisoning. Yeah. Extreme. So it's the,
4: lead's really complicated in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of physiologically, our bodies kind of confuse lead and calcium. Oh, wow. So that is why okay. lead, one of the things that happens to lead, it's incorporated in our bones. You know, mm-hmm. calcium okay. helps build strong bones. Right. Um, and then another... And lead doesn't necessarily some,
1: make you a man of steel. No, not yeah. necessarily. Gotcha. No, it doesn't. <laughs>
4: Our body confuses it, but it doesn't work right. More importantly, a lot of our chemistry that makes our bodies work right uses calcium, kind of right. those neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. They're important in the development of our nervous system, too. And that's why if you're getting the lead exposure... It's just not going to develop the way kind of our nervous system and our brain is just not going to develop in the proper way. So, yes, our bodies do pull some of it into our bones. Mm -hmm. Some of it, we get rid of it kind of naturally. It's excreted. But unfortunately, that damage can still be permanent. Right. So, even though, but it's important that we, if a kid's getting exposed, it's important that we figure out how that's happening so we can stop it. We want to minimize that. Right. Okay. So that so when you're investigating
2: mm-hmm. are are there common Elements where you're typically finding the, the, the lead. They are. And I wish it was
4: a short list. It's a, you know, lead is a really useful material for a lot of industrial and product stuff. It's in a whole bunch of stuff. It used right. to be mm-hmm. in a whole lot more stuff. Right. Used
1: to be the in The important
4: paint? thing was, yes, we used to put it in paint. Mm-hmm. And it and made the paint tougher. Right. Yeah. And it was also, um, until the late 80s, it was put in gasoline. Mm-hmm. So I still oh, well, get a right. lot of yeah. children that... Um, from countries, Afghanistan in particular, where they still use lead in gasoline, so those kids come into the country with leaded gasoline. I did not it's know funny, that. Yeah, there's only a few, but the the but the main, as far as preventable mm-hmm. stuff, the stuff I'm really trying to figure out. A lot of times it's that old paint. Right. So the.
1: It really is. So in in night
4: in okay. 1978, even though mm-hmm. this toxicity, even though this problem was identified mm-hmm. long time back ago in the 50s, back in probably the 30s. Right? Actually, oh, really? Some yeah. Of the studies started showing, mm-hmm. and uh, really, we the toxicity of lead's been known kind of throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, but a long time ago, back in the 30s, when it started to be used in paint, uh, some people were already uh, raising the flag about that. Um, And it's – the folks who made paint uh, really decreased the amount of lead, and the amount of lead in paint did taper off um, after the 50s. But it wasn't really uh, made illegal to use lead in paint until 1978 for residential stuff. So we say any house built before 1978, Mm -hmm. there's a possibility that there's lead in that paint. And Mm -hmm. the good news was – good news, bad news – is – Lead paint was more expensive, so a couple of things. It tended to be mm-hmm. used mostly on the woodwork, windows, right. uh, cabinets, right. doors. Mm-hmm. They do the toughest job. Uh, and we also can sometimes find more lead and higher levels of lead in basically uh, rich people's homes. They could okay. afford the, the they okay. could afford the higher end enamel yeah, type, yeah, the paints. better paint right. and the more toxic paint. Which gets us to some... But um,
1: wasn't that also used on, like, children's furniture? It was. Children's furniture, I, way back when toys, I used to run a children's furniture yeah. store, and that was the thing that we always talked about, Is like, the teething uh, bars that we had on those uh, products way back when. It was like they kind of got started to keep kids from chewing on paint, but they just stayed there because they chew the wood anyway. <laughs> it's right. It's like a good for them, no matter it, what. Or any of the, you know... Yep. Yeah.
4: So we see it on children's toys. Grandpa's mm-hmm. rocking horse is a great right. example I've seen. Uh, okay, grandpa's sure. rocking horse, and of course, kids' toys. Love you know. Yeah. They are you. You want tough paint on toys, so that was used. That's no longer um, a common practice, mm-hmm. and at the federal level, and then we have state uh, legislation too that talks about that. But we also lead was also used as a stabilizer in plastic, so sometimes we find lead in plastic Interesting. toys. Interesting. Okay. Um, sure. Okay. And um, many c- countries around the world are aware of that issue, but. We still see uh, batches of okay. That's toys. where I yeah. was actually going to yeah.
2: because there's toys that come in from certain countries yeah. uh, where yeah. they might not be as scrupulous as we are, and uh, yes. and there's lead all over them and uh, little mm-hmm. kid tea sets and mm-hmm. any right. any toy that could go in a child's mouth then
4: right. And our advice about that is. Um, to look, look for seals, uh, there are uh, sa- safety seals on toys. Uh, mm-hmm. Toys made in America or Europe tend to be safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are plenty of toys made in Asia that are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those industries are very aware of it, and the Consumer Product Safety Commission and other regulatory agencies have worked on that. But occasionally, we still see batches. Now we see it more as a batch thing. So, you know, right. 99% of them are fine, and then a hot batch comes in. So that's very tough to kind of get a control on that. We really, though, see the, the toys are one thing. Um, dirt is another. Um, it's amazing how many kids eat dirt. When, I often ask yeah, this I when I'm pretty talking. pretty much all of them, don't Groups think? of parents, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of parents. Say, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that can be pretty dangerous. Of course, it's more dangerous when it's down in, in these areas with the contaminated soil. But, you know, every time you scrape your house until recently, that that uh, all those paint chips went into the soil around the house. So I see really high levels of lead in a perimeter around old houses. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, so I, I want to just point out real quick to our listeners, you know, why, why this was also interesting for me to have you on is um, – In our side of the world, in terms of real estate, if you are buying a home or selling a home that's 1978 or older, Mm -hmm. we always have to hand out, it's a federal requirement for us, and we get audited by the state uh, with all these things in our files, that we have to hand a pamphlet over that talks about lead-based paint and what to look out for. (laughs) Correct. That's the exact form right there. And I can actually put an electronic copy of that up to this uh, posting, but... um, you know, the joke in my industry, and it's not really a joke, we're just, we always tell people, it's like, hey, if it is older than 1978, just make an assumption that it's very possible. And then we joke, we're like, you know, don't show on the baseboards and don't lick the walls. But, you know, because we know encapsulating it is one of the most important things. And that's with, you know, say latex paint, oil-based paint, things like that. But a lot of folks don't realize that if they're going to be doing a remodel, on got. their home there we go. that contractors now have to be certified to work in a place if you're going to be tearing into the wall so i want to talk about that a little bit when we come back yeah. so we want to thank our listeners and we're with some folks from king county but denise sheriffy and will perry from public health
0: we'll be right back in a few minutes open house has open phone lines give us a call at 866-712-1300 Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Austin's from Home Street Bank.
1: And I'm Reba Hass at Team Reba.
2: We're busy arm wrestling over who's going to bring us in yeah. out of that, out well, of that break. Well, that and
1: chuckling about the fact we're sitting here talking about lead and the, the last commercial we just had <laughs> right before we came, or not commercial, whatever it was. <laughs> PSA was talking about it could be lead. You know, it the way you do acting could That's be lead. Right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. So perfect timing for that one. Um, so before we went into the break, I was asking Will, uh, or at least bringing up the topic of, you know, real estate agents have to hand the pamphlet out. Most of us think about it being in the paint. And for anyone who's going to be perhaps renovating these older housing stock, because, you know, frankly, 70% of our housing stock kind of fits into that age range, mm-hmm. right? And so in our state, we now have a requirement for contractors to be lead certified, Correct.
4: That's correct, and that's coming from federal legislation. But oh, in our it state, okay. it's the Washington State Department of Commerce. Okay. So the really kind of with lead paint in old houses, the most dangerous situation mm-hmm. is when you're disturbing it. You're pulling out windows. You're knocking down walls. Right. And there can be a lot of dust created, and we see really high exposure right. levels from that. Mm-hmm. So that federal legislation and the, that Washington legislation. So basically it says if you're going to be a contractor working on an old mm-hmm. house, first got to test the paint. Maybe you'll be lucky, but mm-hmm. on a, if it's in the house from like the 20s, 30s, or 40s, it's probably going to have a lot of lead. Right. Then you got to basically tell the people that live there, and you have to do that work in a way that, doesn't basically doesn't poison the family or the neighbors right, or yeah. your workers. So right. all of that means that those contractors need to be trained. They need to be certified. The Department of Commerce certifies those workers, okay. and then you got to do the work in a way. When you say that they doesn't. certify, them,
1: they, do they have to go through some kind of a course that they create?
4: They do. Yes, okay. the Department of Com- Well, a lot of uh, private companies, um, in, like environmental consulting okay. companies, uh, and some public agencies, do courses that. Okay. uh lead certification courses and the state runs runs a uh, runs a list of those businesses you I might you have to the, bring you
1: back I just had a point. thought that hit my head of like <laughs> all these people doing flipping right now like I wonder if they do Whether they're yeah. following the Whether proper procedures yeah. for yeah. lead abatement? Yeah. So, uh, like, wait, so I think I can I, I don't answer that get one. Too far off yeah. the track, I think I
2: can answer that one.
1: Probably not.
2: Probably not. Yeah. So, so if
1: yeah. you
4: did a quick Google search for Washington State lead based mm-hmm. paint programs, you can find a list of those companies okay. that, are, that have the proper training okay. and certification. So you're right. Uh, you brought up a point. To do it right, uh, to get to use trained and certified workers and to do that mm-hmm. work right, it adds complexity and time and,
2: and expense. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, and but it's, it's really better than important. getting sick. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's like it's asbestos; better.
1: you don't want mesothelioma right. exactly. happening and the things that come with it. So, same sure. thing.
4: And there, there is enforcement. There are okay. the uh, state does have enforcement folks. The fines can be really huge for okay. those companies they're doing there. But the difference in the cost of that job um, mm-hmm. it can... Make well, sense. and
2: and Will, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm a homeowner, though, mm-hmm. I can I can work on my own home and I don't have to follow... That rule, right? Exactly. You have
4: broad freedoms to poison yourself. And so your I can family. be, I oh. can be up there. Well, no, I've seen this with, I've seen this shirts. with, yeah. Yeah, seen this with neighbors.
2: Right. So, so you could have a neighbor up there with a belt sander just sanding yes. the, oh yeah, you know, the heck out of a, yeah, the, yeah. You know, blowing dust everywhere.
4: Yeah. Yes. It's a bit ironic that as a company doing that, you somebody could show up in a white car and you get a multi-thousand-dollar fine, but as a homeowner. You're not you, – you might be su- doing something really stupid, but you're not breaking any law. Yeah. You could oh, be man, sued your that's like people who do their own electrical yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, Sorry. there are issues that, you know, you, your neighbor could could get you in trouble. And there is the clean – Puget Sound Clean Air Agency. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're being really messy, there, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you would never get in trouble, but as a homeowner, you have a lot of control over what you do. Um, so I would still say it's important, and I hope that people um, realize that the mm-hmm. health of their family is better than saving a couple of Okay, so months.
2: we've we've hit yeah. dirt, we've hit lead. How about water?
1: Yeah, we talked about floating yeah. earlier. Let's get back yeah. to that. Yeah. You know, fl- <laughs>
4: the Flint, Michigan, and all of the problems there mm-hmm. really um, drew a lot, so much attention. People got really yes, upset. Yes, it did. And it's really still real, upset. Uh, yes, yeah. And there is a lot going on there. Uh, it's It's under quite a microscope. But... Uh, even in Flint, Michigan, um, you know they they changed the water source and they uh, they did some things with the chemistry of the way they treated that water that made their water more acidic. And in that part of the country, there was a lot of actual lead pipe right. use. So we use the term lead pipe when really we're talking about galvanized. Plumbing. Right. So galvanized really okay. means steel coated with. Uh, 10, I believe, or something like that. So you hear people say lead pipe. Right. Chances are it's not lead pipe. Um, And I sit actually right behind uh, King County's plumbing inspectors, which are in Mm. the health department. They're a very colorful and uh, dedicated bunch. And they say they don't see... They don't see much. man with lead. a purple shirt and green I have a, a mental tie. picture right now. Of <laughs> yeah.
1: The yeah. King
3: County, County Plumbing Department. That's
1: colorful. Yeah. Okay.
4: But one thing to remember, though, is the water that your city, your water purveyor is yeah. the correct term, uh, is providing is it's tested every day. It is really high quality, and we live. We're blessed. We, we have, have the great best water, water yeah. in the world. We
1: do. About. And that's and not that's not so. being smug. We yeah. literally do.
4: But yeah. that water, at some point, though, you know, and the city, or uh, your city, in this case the city, or whoever sells you your water, is responsible for that being great quality mm-hmm. water and testing it a lot. But that, at some point, though, that beautiful, pristine water hits your funky old plumbing system. And that's where the problem <laughs> can term, be. Technical term. Funky yeah, old funky plumbing. Old. So... <laughs> That the city there's no way to know what's going on. And lead was used in fittings and in various right. uh, places throughout your old plumbing system.
2: Right.
4: Newer plumbing systems are likely to be better, so if your plumbing system uh, is plastic or copper and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean right. it's a hundred percent, because it right. some point they could there could have been lead solder in your copper. Yeah, helmet. I was gonna say of that's course. one of the things. Yeah. My husband's yeah. a home
1: inspector and one of the so, things that blows home inspectors out all the time is watching a galvanized fitting put directly to uh, yeah. copper, which I guess makes it uh, yes, corrode faster. Little, yes, so. yes. So it's a big no-no.
4: So um, the good news about galvanized pipe that's 100 years old is that it's probably failed. So if somebody's had to re <laughs> re-pipe that house, so that's a good thing. Right. Um, now see, you how will someone ever know water. that, though? Y-
1: yeah. Because can... that's the biggest challenge in my world is I always have these people and be like, They'll, it'll be refreshed on so many different levels mm-hmm. on the cosmetics, but yeah. you have no idea what's behind the walls. Right, the spots and if they, and can't if they get finish the basement, it's like, I don't know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah.
2: Right.
4: There is a way to test your water, and if you just did a Google search for analytical labs, you'd find a list of places mm-hmm. that could do that for okay. you. You'd call them up. I believe it'd be about 50 bucks, and they'd send okay. you a fancy Because uh, I like companies plastic- like
1: NVL?
2: Do they exactly. do that? Because I know they do the lead based th- testing uh-huh. and asbestos Locks, and stuff. I think they're still around. Yeah, I there's a yeah. lot. I, we
4: we okay. generally just refer people to the yeah, yellow yeah, you pages can they remember what the yellow okay. pages are. Yeah, we are.
1: may look for a, a link. <laughs> so anyway you
4: can get that and there's a specific uh procedure for doing that you, you collect the water very first thing in the morning mm-hmm. you get it from the hot water side and right. you, you send it in and then they could tell you if there's lead now that's a worst case so that's going to tell you the worst if you do have a little lead in your in your plumbing you could just let your water run mm-hmm. my wife we we i live in a house from 1925 it had had funky old plumbing mm-hmm. and we used to let our water run and collect uh, milk jugs of water, so that's what we did.
1: Right, well, because um, you know, a lot of times I'm going to be selling a house and it looks great, but then someone goes to turn on the faucet, and there's that lovely rusty yeah. color coming out. That's like, ooh,
4: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I
1: guess that's old plumbing going that's, on. That's not a good sign. And this, no. you know,
4: funky old plumbing, even if it doesn't have lead, you don't want to be drinking a lot of copper or, mm-hmm. or iron or anything. So you can okay. test it. They can tell you what's in there, and then you can deal with it appropriately rather if you can't afford if you can't afford mm-hmm. to repipe it then you can let you know flush your pipes out and collect water okay you're drinking
1: so it's one thing too because people use a lot of filtering nowadays or you know unfortunately sometimes they're buying the water bottles and loading mm-hmm. up on plastic but um if someone's showering in that is there a concern about absorption
4: you know we 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 really don't get lead exposure or other metals' okay. exposures by absorption. you gotta, you got to in- okay. either breathe it in as
1: dust or drink it okay. or ingest it. Good to know. Very good to know.
2: Good. If anybody has more questions, uh, we're, we're going to put your information up on, on the website at TeamReba.com. Yep. And uh, we'd love thank you both for joining well, us, okay. uh, Will and Denise. We learned a lot about about lead, about the plume about uh, our water, and hope our guests uh, got some good information, too. Join us next week, every week, every Tuesday, 3 to 4 o'clock,
0: Open House with Team Reba. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba. Here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL.
2: Our house, in the middle of street, our
0: house. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnus of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.